Hi, everyone. It's Amelia Quint. Welcome to the Bad Astrologers podcast, where Jessica Crispin and I take a look at the cultural, spiritual, literary, and mythological world of the heavens. As always, this podcast is supported entirely by our patrons. We've got a lively community of dedicated stargazers, and we love them all. We're about to record our latest Q&A video where supporters can ask us a question about their personal natal chart, which is exciting. They also have access to bonus episodes and exclusive monthly forecasts. Sound like your cup of tea? Head over to patreon.com slash badastro and join us. You can also show us some love by leaving us a positive review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the more the almighty algorithm will share our show with more lovely people like you. And we love chatting with you on social media, too. Follow us at Bad Astrologers on Twitter and Instagram and give us a shout. We're both water signs, so we love to listen. Now for today's episode. Today, Jessa and I are going to talk about the tough stuff. That's right. The backlash against astrology over the past couple weeks. We want to dig in and get to the bottom of it. If you're new to our show or to astrology in general, here's a short version. Since around 2016, astrology has seen a massive surge in popularity, with astrology accounts on Twitter and Instagram drawing hundreds of thousands of followers and venture capitalists betting millions on the success of astrology apps. And that's barely scratching the surface. Everyone was head over heels for the stars and their new harbingers until just a couple weeks ago, some cracks in the newly minted veneer started to show. What caused those cracks, and what do they mean for the future of the growing astrology field? More importantly, how can we begin to repair them? We cover all this and lots more, coming right up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Jessa. So in the last couple of weeks, there's been a little bit of backlash online against astrology and its varying forms. Um, when did you first start seeing this happen? Yeah, so there's always been astrology is fake. There's always been uh, NASA says there's a 13th astrological sign there's always been (laughs) that garbage um but as far as like real I think growing and sustainable backlash to astrology as a pursuit as a market or whatever I think that started a couple of months ago and, and it's been interesting um I mean, I've been waiting for it. I've been eagerly waiting for the backlash um, because it's obviously too bloated and too full of money. And so I've been waiting for the crash. Um, how about you? I feel like it's been inevitable. And I it didn't really take me by surprise at all. Um because I feel like there's been quieter rumblings of dissatisfaction. Um, among the astrology community that um, 
I guess, just don't get as much publicity or likes because they aren't like really uh, digestible in mean form. They're more uh, critically thinking. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised by it at all. I mean, it's something that, I mean, astrology's always been there. Um, it's been there since thousands of years ago, but I feel like astrology as internet um, trend or um, fashion darling is a pretty new thing. Um, and I, but I also like as an industry, right? I mean, I think yeah, that that's yeah, sort yeah. of the key thing is like it, it is not only just a sort of pursuit, it is now a full blown industry. It is. I really think it is. I mean, there's always been you know, professional astrologers here and there. But I think we've talked about this on other podcasts, but when you start mm -hmm. to get emails of how can I become a professional astrologer when I grow up um, with the expectation, or how can I quickly make money off my astrology Instagram, um, you start wondering about, yeah, where that's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there, and I think that it's, important to talk about this with the understanding that everybody's trying to survive under mm -hmm. late capitalism absolutely <laughs> you know, every, everybody has to monetize as much as they can possibly monetize and i understand that um so i just want there to be an acknowledgement that issues about money and monetization and professionalization uh, come with some caveats and come with a sort of sensitivity of, um, you know, living under precarity. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the same goes for um, having astrology on the internet or astrology that is pop culturally relevant is not a bad thing at all. Mm -hmm. um, we're all, any artist is just out there trying to survive and be their own social media manager and uh, agent and everything. And, um, you know, it, it's a heck of a lot of work and things have mm -hmm. just changed so much. So we're understanding of that too. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So should we talk about the big one? Yeah. It's uh, it's been the most sort of um, obvious and long term. Like it's still going on. The, yeah, the, it's as of an hour ago. There are still tweets. Really? Um, okay. <laughs> so so yeah, it's uh, the the Astro Poets backlash. Um, would, would you like to do a rundown of how, how it came to be? Absolutely. Um, so a couple weeks ago in October, um, they did a sponsored post for Airbnb accompanied by a series of Twitter horos travel horoscopes for each sign. Um, and Twitter exploded a little bit about it. Um, you know, uh, astrology and sponsored posts aren't new at all. You know, I've done plenty of sponsored astrological posts. Now I have my own ethics and, you know, decision-making process around that. I take it very seriously. But um, yeah, I mean, the the internet kind of blew up with uh, attacks on, um, you know, okay, you guys claim to be DIY and now you're, you're gentrifiers. How could you support this company that is putting people out of their homes? Um, and I, I think 
it's an important thing to look at how, what are our responsibilities around sponsored posts and why did that particular one, you know, they've done high profile stuff before. They obviously have an astrology column for a big fashion magazine. So what I was interested in is why do you think this specific sponsored post kind of completely fell apart? Well, yeah, there's there's the imagery of Airbnb, which is particularly at a low point right now. Um, and I yeah. think that has a, a lot to do with it. Housing, there is this, a long-term housing crisis in almost every single, single urban area in the fucking Western world, right? Mm-hmm. And Airbnb is a very visible part of that process not only visible because they the bad behavior of airbnb guests can be extremely disruptive to a neighborhood and in places like new orleans barcelona uh, berlin there's been a large backlash against that specifically of just like rude fucking british people puking you know uh, in the streets the loud music um the uh leaving and coming and going in all at all all hours and all all of that stuff um and then you also have airbnb hiring lobbyists to try to um change rent control and these sorts of things law uh regulations in in cities Mm mm-hmm whether or not Airbnb actively evicts grandmothers from their homes, like <laughs> there, but there's a, like this this emotional. Um, there is an emotional tie to Airbnb because it is capitalizing on something that is actually horrific. You know the eviction crisis that happened in Madrid. People killed themselves. People died, and uh, and you, you saw like the these terrible images images of elderly people being you know dragged out of their homes mm. by police in riot gear. So, um, Airbnb is just like a correlation to that. Whether or not they're directly responsible, and and in some cases they are, some cases are not. But housing is such a hot issue right now because it's literally how we <laughs> tied into whether or not we are able to have stable existences, whether or not our health is good, whether or not, you know, we're spending all of our money. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's just uh, not thoughtful of them mm to associate with a company that has become such a target of that ire. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, it Airbnb in particular is a strange partnership. I've noticed that they've been sort of reaching into the broader uh, spiritual and wellness community for partnerships too. Um, yeah. A couple of other mystical um, folks have taken sponsorships from them. And I, yeah, I've specifically wondered like, why is it that uh, the witch and astrology trend has peaked that much that Airbnb is like, oh, well, this can be the savior of our terrible PR crisis of which we've brought on ourselves. Um, Or, yeah, I don't know. It's very, very odd. 
Um, as far as the responsibility piece, I completely agree. Um, you know, some of the sponsored posts I've done, I continue to write with Bumble, which I absolutely love. And, you know, that was a conscious choice. They had reached out to me, um, to do some work for them. And I think what they've done for, um, equality for women, women in the workplace, women not being treated like trash on the internet, um, just changing the mindset of women making the first move. I think is so important. Um, and I think that is a situation in which, you know, of course you have to ask yourself at some point you have to start building your own brand since we are in late capitalism and not just build other corporate, uh, entities brands. But, um, if you are passionate about the same things and believe in the work that they're doing for the world, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, you know, early on, I definitely, I partnered with more, I wrote a lot in the fashion and beauty space. There was a lot of, um, pick this lipstick for your sign or, um, you know, which piece of furniture would look great in your house. Um, but I was always thinking like, as soon as you associate your name with a brand, people can always find that. And I always took it seriously that, you know, if I pick this, people are going to think that I espouse what they espouse. And of course, companies change over time and people's views change over time. But I think that since astrology is becoming flushed with money or these offers, we really should be thinking both strategically and just thoughtfully, thinking thoughtfully, yeah, about what it means when we align our name and our practice with an entity that's outside ourselves. Yeah, I think part of I I have a different point of view on the on this particular thing, which is that I just don't I just believe that any relationship with a major corporation is inherently tainted and um, that taking money from something like that is um, uh, questionable. And I there are so I know that there are arguments and I know that there are definitely situations where it's like, well, it's either this or I don't eat. But it always seems like those deals, like the Airbnb deal, uh, go to people who don't need the money in order mm, to eat. Mm -hmm. They need the money in order to go buy some more shit, you know. You know. So the the Astro poets, with that particularly coming at the moment of uh, their book coming out, and they they were profiled in the New York Times, and yeah. they were profiled in New York Magazine, and all of these things. They're fine financially from everything that I understand about them. So to use this sort of argument of like, well, um, you know, you, you respect the hustle and everyone needs to eat and all that stuff. They don't, they don't need the money to eat. Um, so yeah. So to me, that's sort of like a, uh, in on my moral, uh, rubric or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> Alignment it, chart. It's just objectionable, uh, but I but I am a purist, so yes. there's that. I'm not as much of a purist. Maybe I have too many mutable signs in my chart, but I do care a lot about you know choosing the right opportunities and being mindful of what you're saying when you choose to work with a specific group. Um, and I'm pretty sure that working with Airbnb is maybe not saying what you think it might be saying. Um. 
Yeah. But it was also, you know, the the piece itself that they wrote was so dripping with wealth, right? Like it oh. it wasn't like rent a the spare bedroom of some asshole <laughs> in right. Bushwick. For me it, it was, was like yeah. the the specific places that they chose. Like for one of them they put like Palo Alto and I was like Mm, miss me with that. That was maybe not the move. And there was some other like super gentrified um, place that they added. I can't remember it right offhand, but yeah, um, you know. Well, Brooklyn, like one that of them was, was, Brooklyn, oh, it was Brooklyn. Right? Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. It, so it to it just seemed so so tone deaf, um, but also out of alignment with this. Um, conscious which moment that we're in, like, Mm, uh, which is as as a political stance. Yeah. Because it's, you know, um, the witches of the revolution don't have a condo in Paris. Right. So, So, like, I keep wondering if, Uranus and Taurus has been influencing the way that we view our contact with companies and our responsibility as consumers. Um, because I feel like earlier this spring, um, when Uranus moved into Taurus for its solid seven-year stretch, that was when I really saw things start to change with the discourse around sponsored content or accepting money from corporate entities to do editorial work. I mean... I'm not sure. Have you noticed anything specific with Uranus and Taurus that way? I what I'm hoping that it does is help people have a conversation about value mm-hmm. outside of monetary value because so much of our conversation about art, about uh, love, um, yeah, <laughs> about work is very you know like. There were feminists talking about how you shouldn't date men who won't buy you a handbag, you know. So yeah. for for a very long time, we've only understood these particular, well, pretty much like every single aspect of our life is like, what do we value? We value money. And that's the only way that we know how to express value and to understand it. You know, mm-hmm. this whole conversation that's been happening um, online about movies you know, it's like Scorsese says um, that Marvel movies are, aren't just very interesting and people come back with, well, then why do they make so much money? Like, they, the, there is a sort of stunted um, consciousness about uh, how to figure out how to value something besides how much money it's going to make you or how much it cost or how much money it made. Um, and so to me, that's what I'm hoping Uranus and Taurus does is just sort of like acts as a buzzsaw and splits those two things apart. I really, really hope so. I mean, we're at the very, very beginning of it. So maybe this is just the like beginning of the saw hitting the wood or something. And by the end, we will have effectively uh, divorced those two things of of love and money in terms of value and worth. Yeah. And I think also just like a lot of a lot of the backlash to Astro Poets 
was a backlash to this very shallow version of astrology uh, that they popularized, capitalized on um, of the the meme shit the which fiona apple song is your sign and which beyonce sign which form of rain is your sign so i mean they did that one so uh so uh, yeah they had one where each sign as a form of rain wow okay capricorn was no was no rain i guess and like anyway people Mm. were upset about that Mm -hmm. because they thought that their sign was actually a different form of rain so uh, I I do think that there has been unspoken dissatisfaction with how shallow that it has become, uh, astrology and the way the conversation about it. And I think that that's actually what was fueling a lot of, of this shit um, as much uh, as the, the money thing. But I think also part of it is like they were able to capitalize on this thing that a lot of people are doing which is just like you know jokes um and they i think made the most money from it book deal sure. uh corporate sponsored podcast um monthly fashion columns sponsored con- uh, content so then if we understand this as being like well what do we value it's like do we actually value the astro poets do we actually value um meme astrology to the extent that they are able to capitalize on it yeah absolutely I completely agree I think with some of the other conversations we'll get into it kind of reeks of like a a little bit of jealousy right because there is this shallow form of astrology that anybody you know you go into any room now and they're like well you do that because you're such a gemini like i blew my nose today because i'm such a gemini or something like that such a fucking gemini yeah Yeah, absolutely and it's just people are rightly tired of that um and seeing somebody else make a lot of money from doing that form of astrology which seemingly requires no skill uh, or understanding or effort um, is very frustrating. Um, but I think it begs a larger question of, okay, well, if we're dissatisfied with this shallow form of astrology, what is astrology really? What do we expect from that? And how do we do it differently? Right. Right. I mean, it takes some form of wit, but uh, from looking yes. at the uh, Astro Poets book, I don't think that they actually know any astrology. I, I mean... I read some of their book. I I went to the Barnes & Noble and I read some of their book just because I was curious and I wanted to prepare. And it's so interesting because I think I didn't like it in the sense that like it wasn't really for me, but I think it is such it's going to become such an interesting time capsule of this weird astrological moment where everything is so um, memefied and you know, it has moments of being really interesting and then it's followed by something where it's like no astrologer in their right mind would ever give you that interpretation. I don't know where that came from. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's just, I mean, that's just the playing field right now. That's just how it is. But I think as a cultural artifact, it'll definitely be something very interesting (laughs) in the future. Well, that's what's so frustrating about these sort of booms that happen when something becomes really popular is that it's not the people who know the shit that 
make the money off of it. It's not, you know, the astrologers who've been here for decades uh, thinking these things through, find, you know, finding scholarship, finding nuance, advancing uh, the research. It's not them who get these cushy fashion magazine jobs. It's not them who get sponsored by Airbnb. It's these brats who just picked up, you know, oh, well, Sylvia Plath is a Scorpio, so that must mean Scorpios are like Sylvia Plath. Like, um, <laughs> right? And and that's what's yeah. frustrating about every, it's what was frustrating about the feminism boom. It was what's frustrating about, you know, the punk boom. It, mm-hmm. It's not the sure. people who actually do the work that are able to make the money off of it. It is always these, you know, imposters. Yeah, absolutely. While we're talking about the folks who are actually doing the work, um, we've seen some really interesting backlash um, amongst the uh, super certified astrology set on Twitter recently about um, possibly putting age limits on astrology practice, which I found to be just a lot. Um, so that particular conversation was, um, there was an astrologer who put forth the idea that, um, you shouldn't do any astrology consulting until after your Saturn return, because how would you possibly be able to have the maturity to understand, um, and give advice until after that? Um, and in a similar fashion, not quite as extreme, but definitely the the more hardcore astrology set. Um, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of backlash to that, um, which I personally agree with because, I mean, n- not only just personally, because I started doing astrology consulting when I was 23, and you ever sat and returned when you were 28, um, but also because I just don't understand. So astrology is something that's always been on the fringes. And it's okay to bring it into the mainstream, um, but there's a certain level of independence that astrology has to to we to be interdisciplinary and weave between fields. And I just don't think that, like, why do people have this compulsion to put limits and set rules on everything, especially when a field has benefited from maybe not having it for so long? <laughs> Well, because they're trying to control who gets the money. I mean, that's mm. that's basically it. I, and honestly, I understand it as an impulse of like the market has been flooded with astrology people who don't know anything. And so people are like trying to invent ways of trying to control it to so that people don't get uh, scammed. Although honestly... Scamming through astrology and tarot card readings and palm readings is an honored tradition. <laughs> and I think that we should be able to keep it. That's it. Anyway. Uh, I appreciate um, it. We love yeah, to hear it. No, it's, it's, it's a tradition and a skill and it needs to continue to be passed down. But anyway. See, um, I'm right there with you. And there's a huge... I am an astrologer and I believe in its efficacy. I don't know how it works, but it does work. But there is the more academic scientific side of me that says like, I don't know how this works and we are all, you know, we aren't making it up, but it is intuitive and it is spiritual. 
Um, and it, it just can't be bound by these hard and fast rules. I'm super sorry. It just can't. You're just defeating the purpose. Or you're upset that somebody younger than you got a job that you wanted. Or it's just, why does nobody seem to understand that whenever they're saying this is who a professional astrologer should be, they are describing themselves? Like, mm, why yeah. Why do they not have enough self-insight to see, oh, I am just trying to protect my position of power in this thing. Um, so maybe I have unconscious ulterior motives and honestly somebody who's out there doing that i'm not going to go to them to uh, for an astrologer because obviously they don't have their unconscious ordered like fucking sweep that shit out like Mm -hmm. (laughs) they've never had any solid pluto transits (laughs) marie kondo your unconscious and get it over with because i just don't trust you yeah that is uh absolutely true yeah Ugh. I think I think a lot of this backlash is is yeah originates from the just absolute prevalence of it and mm-hmm. most of the content and I use that word very consciously content um, mm-hmm. is produced in a shabby kind of way and so then we have you know we've been sort of talking about the insider backlash Mm -hmm. but there's now also uh a growing in volume backlash from the astrology outsiders people who see uh you know the the daily horoscopes and um uh the constant uh social media memes and these sorts of things and they think that that's what astrology is and so that's what they are sort of responding to and it's been it's been noisy it's been noisy lately it's been a very noisy and messy last couple of weeks i've just seen things on twitter said about astrology i just never expected to see like uh astrology is fascist apparently yeah, it's the it's the gateway to fascism. Uh, that just, was my favorite tweet. Yeah, we should rename our podcast like Astrofascists. I don't know. Yeah, Astrofascists. <laughs> I mean, then we could at least get like a nice uniform because I feel like oh fascists god, are always yeah, very well dressed. <laughs> they always have a uniform. We can uh, get sponsored by Prada or something. I think that you know Hugo Boss. I'm sorry, that was bad. Yeah, well, they're not, they don't really do the ladies' clothes so much. So Prada, Italians, long, proud tradition of fascism there. <laughs> we'll just go for it. Yeah, It's just so absurd um, because I feel like um, when people make a statement like astrology is fascist, you know, there are real fascist threats in this world right now that we need to be paying attention to and protesting against and when you say things like that, it blocks out the noise from those things. You know, astrology is not one of them. Uh, we we need to be more careful with what we're labeling fascist so that the actual um, problems and evils of the world can, uh, yeah, not get diluted um, in their meaning by this ridiculous Twitter discourse. I guess somebody trying to have a super hot take. I guess it worked. Well, the so the thought behind it, if we're calling it thought, the thought behind the, <laughs> the accusation was that everything that is determinist that tells you 
that your fate is sealed um, or that you are living out some sort of karma that that leads to fascist thinking because then you think that the, that social change is not possible. But, but by the way, fascists believe in social change. They overthrow governments. It's not like they don't think... So I don't That's think that true. she's even using That's the true. word right. <laughs> um, but obviously, she, the only encounter she's had with astrology is this very sort of um, hyper-psychological-focused, you-are-this-way because you are a Gemini sun and a Sagittarius moon and whatever, um, which is definitely a prevalent form of astrology and I think is harmful. Um, but you also don't have to be uh, studying astrology for 12 years to know that there's more to it than that. Like read a fucking book. Anyway, then she went after mysticism and I have no, I have no time for that shit. Um, read a fucking book. That's yeah. all I have to say. We are not scientific materialists here. Please get out of our faces with that. I mean, I do think that there is too much focus on psychology in contemporary astrology, that the outer planets are read primarily as um, an inner part of ourselves rather than representing social forces, which I think is way more accurate. When I see somebody reading Pluto as oh this is how you um how you experience your own power it's like no this is how you encounter powerful forces that are bigger than you um so yeah I, so i don't know um to me there is something honest in this rejection of determinist astrology psychological astrology um everything is something inner um, rather than something you're experiencing in the outside world um, that I think does need to be looked at in the astrological community. Oh yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, especially I love the way that you explained um, the outer planets as being social forces instead of just inner ones. Um, I definitely read them the same way. And I find even it's almost more likely that people will encounter them as some sort of external force that they're having to contend with. And, and that external force is like a, a loss of a job or a sudden life change that is what comes in and causes you to reckon with the inner. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I also, I have no patience for this, um, you know, you're a Scorpio, and so you must be this way. You are doomed to be this way. That's just mm -hmm. not how it works. So, you know, all, every single sign contains multitudes. Um, you know, obviously there are key themes within it and key lessons, but the manifestations of that, you know, are just as individual as the, you know, millions, even billions of people that have them in the chart. Um, so to see it as a really determinist is just not, it's unhelpful. Um, yeah. I did find interesting. I saw a, a pretty long thread of tweets about astrology being the same as phrenology because of the way rising signs work. Um, so if you're new to astrology, rising signs is a sign that's on the horizon when you are 
born and it shows your physical appearance. And it is a pretty consistent indicator of certain physical traits, but I don't think anyone is out there saying that like Sagittarius risings are racially superior or something like that. That's just completely wrong and awful. Oh, I don't think it was... Well, it, I I think I probably saw a different side of the conversation just because like my um I have all these fucking leftists on my on my feed. <laughs> I don't right. know why I need to get them out. Um but yeah, there was definitely a backlash about some yeah, somebody was trying to post that there was like a specific nose type for Sagittarians Sag- or Sagittarius rising, I guess. Um which some of that shit is racist. Um, if you I certainly mean, can sort of, Some of the older texts are definitely racist. Like for whatever reason, Gemini always talked about like fair hair and fair skin. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, people are born in June <laughs> outside of Northern Europe. Um, so I do think that there's a part of that that uh, astrology does need to look at. Um, you know, yeah, the oh, phrenology sorry. thing. Yeah, no, it's just like people who don't take astrology seriously are always going to try to find some stupid mm-hmm. fucking thing to say to discredit it and not in any way look at the, you know, maybe irrational belief systems that they have in their own head. So, yeah. It's true. You know how we're always hating on the Astro theme uh, celebrity da- data bank, which we use to yeah. get the examples. So yeah. if you want a really good example of the very like cringy um, prescriptions of astrological rising sign uh, physical appearances, go to the Astro theme page <laughs> for uh, ascendance and it'll blow your mind. So many signs that just have fair hair and fair skin. Just It's really... Yeah. They all do. Yeah. There's there's a whole world outside of Europe, guys. Like <laughs> get on board and add more diversity to your databanks. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's Swedes. It's just a bunch of fucking Swedes worth that shit. And French um, actors. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they felt they love the French actors. Um Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff though about and this is funny to me. I guess now people discriminate in their roommate listings about signs that they don't want living in their house. I have seen those, yes. <laughs> um, and people love, people, part of the backlash love to uh, hop onto that. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's legitimate. Anybody who's, who's, um, who believes that much in, an, in astrology to think I can never live with a Virgo but doesn't know enough to know that that's horseshit, right? Like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a troubled mind. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel really bad for someone who believes that any astrological sign is somehow just completely fundamentally incompatible with them. Like newsflash, we all have every sign somewhere in our charts. So maybe they're just trying really hard to reject an aspect of themselves that they hate. I'm not too sure, but uh, it's a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. Um, yeah. So where do we? Where do we go from here? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, where do we go from here? Because in my mind, the answer is not more controls. It's not certification or 
making everybody abide by some sort of um, arbitrary rules, but I think somehow, and maybe it's with the power of what we, I mean, if capitalism is the only way people understand things, maybe it's with what we buy. Like maybe as consumers, we have to start demanding higher quality and more thoughtfulness from the astrology that we're partaking in. Um, yeah, obviously the Astro Poets were able to get that deal because so many people follow them and listen to them and pre-ordered their book and download their podcasts and so on. You know, there's, we can talk about whether or not those people are quote unquote serious about astrology or whatever, but there does have to be some sort of better awareness of who we pay attention to and what the consequences of that are, you know, what we pay attention to essentially helps shape the world that we live in. So if we're paying attention to constant garbage, you know, we shouldn't be surprised when we get constant garbage. Yeah, you are what you eat, I guess, right? Mm. I mean, I find it slightly distressing to think that the solution to this is somehow better consumerism, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean. I completely get that. But at the same time, it's like, Maybe the better way to put that is like if astrology is, and we talked about this in our very first preview episode, interconnected in some way uh, inextricably with the witch movement, we really need to ask ourselves like what are the values that are driving astrology? What are the practices that are driving it? And is this current form of astrology that is being like mass consumed? a reflection of what we truly believe it to be. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think a lot, I think a lot of the backlash is silly. Like, I don't think we have Mm -hmm. to take the person serious who says that astrology is fascism, but um, I do think that we can, as a community, as people who take this seriously, look at what are what are the actual sources of the backlash like what is being articulated sort of like between the lines mm-hmm. that we can do something about and definitely you know i mean we started this whole podcast to go against the sort of memification of astrology and the, the sort of shallow pursuit of it um but I think more people need to be having these conversations. And it's interesting that it just became with the, especially with the Astro Poets saying of like, then they just become the scapegoat without any sort of accountability within the community of like, yeah. whose money are you taking? How are you, how are you putting yourself in a position to take that money? You know, um, whose place have you stomped all over Mm -hmm. and this is an important conversation and it unfortunately sometimes when these you know sort of you know quote-unquote scandals happen then it just becomes about these are the specific people who are fucking it up and and if we just destroy their careers then things will be back to normal it's just like no somebody else is just going to take their magazine column somebody else is just going to do the spawn con so yeah no, you're absolutely right about that. You know, I think it's it's important to point out that, yeah, I mean, they're just the scapegoats of a larger problem within what has become an industry, and it is an industry. Um, so as you said, reading between the lines of what we're really asking for, and 
Like you said, demanding that accountability. And I think, too, those of us who do take astrology seriously, we have to start, you know, asking, why is this not accurate? Why is this completely out of left field? Um, You know, why is this not um, culturally thoughtful? Um, that's incredibly important as we move forward too. But I also don't want to, (laughs) we want to talk about the backlash as a whole. Um, We Mm -hmm. definitely don't need to respond to every single troll who's like, astrology is just for fascists or astrology is for women or astrology is for blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah. Don't feed those trolls. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah. And also my last thing is that we do need to take, the responsibility of learning our own history mm-hmm. um, because you do see a lot of astrologers who only read from like you know 1970 to now um and don't learn about the thousands of years of study that came before that so if you're if you're committed to this field and if you're making money off of it i think you actually have an obligation uh, to do the work and make sure that you're not just sort of like recreating the uh, the the bad circumstances in which we all live. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, two thoughts to close us out, I guess. The first is that um, that's incredibly important, you know, looking back through astrological history before 1970 and seeing the many flaws that it has. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just... I am absolutely sick of the astrological discourse of, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Look to your Mars to find out what kind of man you want to be with. I mean, at this point, if we are not queering astrology, we're just not doing it good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like we talked about some of the other really problematic issues with it before. So always informing yourself and being aware. Um, and I think the one of the bigger things we can learn from this backlash is also how to and the importance of having these convert, these difficult conversations with each other um, that do hold each other accountable. We don't always have to agree on what the end result will be, but having the conversation instead of just scapegoating someone, I think is deeply important to the progress of the field. Mm. Yeah, it's really easy to just say, well, they're doing it wrong and they're popular, so they're sort of leading the moment. It's like, well, they're popular because uh, we've created an environment that allows them to be popular. So um, everybody has to take responsibility for the role that we play in this world. (laughs) I think the solution to all the astrology backlash is just like we strictly dive into studies of Lilith for the next like foreseeable future. Yes, yes. Until we fully embraced our pre-Christian femininity through the powers of Lilith. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. 